When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of EW's Binge Podcast on RuPaul's Drag Race. I am your host, Joey Nolfi. I am solo today as Jillian Cedarholm, my usual co-host, had to be called away on a very important lip sync assassin gig. But this podcast will also exist on EW.com slash Drag Race as a video. So you can see the lovely faces of the queens as they talk to me today. Just a heads up for the audio version. Bear with us as some of the portions of the audio are on the rough side. We had to get the queens on the fly literally as kylie was traveling (laughs) but it is a great episode stay tuned through the end and thanks as always for listening Hello, 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 and welcome to a very special video edition of EW's Binge Podcast on RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. I am Joey Nolfi, EW's Drag Race reporter, and today I am broadcasting live from RuPaul's favorite spot, a local Mexicatessen, and I am joined by a group of queens who are collectively more powerful than the British royal family. They are here for a very special RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 6 Top 4 reunion, and like Silky did with cookies and a bottle of Crown Royal, I actually snuck all of these queens here inside my bra. Please welcome Eureka, Ginger Minj, Raja O'Hara, and our All-Star 6 champion, Miss Kylie Sonique Love. Thank you all so much for joining me today. <laughs> Kylie's working the runway. She's working the runway. Awesome, Joey. I was going to say that's a big-ass bra. <laughs> you know. Only the okay. biggest for all of you. Yes, the biggest <laughs> and the best. But look at Kylie working that plain runway. She is working the runway, and this interview. (laughs) (laughs) You wear it well. (laughs) Well, I have to ask all of you, how are you all doing now that there is some distance from the finale? How How are you all feeling? Good. I feel great. You know, I felt great going into the finale. And it was the first time, you know, in my three seasons of Drag Race, where once we got to the top four, we all just kind of looked at each other and went, well, whatever happens, happens. I'm just really happy to be with these girls. I am not doing well. Wake up in the morning and I'm feeling like a pile of shit. Sorry. It's a TikTok thing. It's a TikTok trend. I couldn't help myself. Um, it's this new TikTok trend, girl. You know, I've been on the TikToks too much. Um, I'm doing great. I'm happy. I'm blessed. I have amazing sisters that I made during this experience, you know, so we've all been working our butts off, but still yeah. staying as communicated as we can with each other, which has been amazing. You know, I love it when we, you know, stay the camaraderie and the sisterhood even after competition. So mm-hmm. it's amazing over here. I mean, I, we're, we're, we're going to get to the bottom of all the best moments from the season, I promise. But first, we do have a surprise guest. We couldn't do an All-Star 6 chat without a lip sync assassin. We do have a fifth queen joining us. Oh. You all have to lip sync against to keep your spot on this podcast. So everybody, please 
Well, um, um, <laughs> no. could it could it be Madame Laqueer? Ah! <laughs> I wish, I wish. No, I'm 100 kidding. I'm kidding. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, we. I, I was about to say you said listen to Samson. That was time. I was. I was just referencing Eureka's iconic moment of wondering if one of the lipstick assassins was Madame Laqueer, but unfortunately, we do not have Madame Laqueer here. I but mean, we, justice for Madame Laqueer. Yes, absolutely, Period. always. But. We do have important matters to get to, though. The first and most important question on everyone's mind regarding All-Star 6, Eureka, can you please settle, once and for all, the mystery of where your missing finger was? (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Well, I found that Roger's suitcase next to my wigs, girl. (laughs) I'm kidding. That's an old joke. It's tired. Um, it's as tired as my lost finger. <laughs> that joke is as tired as my lost finger. Girl, I don't know. I, you know, they the editor said it was hiding behind my wig, but I just never found it in that wig, girl. I looked and looked. Yeah, but I got it back. Uh, you got it back. That's all I need to know. I, I think I, I have looked at that image so many times, and I think it truly is just like bent behind your other finger. Like it's there. You can see it curving. <laughs> Just bent behind your other I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> okay. This is it. Round two. I see talent, talent, talent. I have been dreaming about the second chance, so get the ready. It's a showstopper. You look incredible. Back to claim my crown. Oh, I want to go to you, Kylie, our winner. I mean, it was so amazing seeing you back after all this time. You spoke a lot this season about the time difference between season two and All-Star 6, which was 11 years, which is just wild to think about. And you seemed genuinely amazed at how long it was. You brought it up a few times. So is it, I'm wondering, is it because did the Kylie from 11 years ago leaving season two, could she have imagined the life that you're living right now with the crown. Was that something that was in the, within the realm of possibility for you? Sure. If I had the opportunity, if I would have known, you know, sooner in my life that I could, you know, free myself and be myself, um, things could have been different, but, um, I'm really glad and grateful that they happened the way that they did because I learned a lot along the way and it helped me, not only be a better person, but even a better competitor, you know? So, um, I don't know if I answered your question. (laughs) That's how I feel. But you the queen, you can finagle around any question that you want to. Answer whatever you want, can, can you also answer whatever you want? Can you stop and grab me a vitamin water at that stand you just passed? Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Well, Raja, let's go to you. I want to, you know, you you very much impressed everyone right off the bat with the talent show. I mean, you sold that dress in sixty seconds, and, and I read that with relation to your fashions that you spent. on your entire wardrobe. So is that true? And was that a number that you sort of set for yourself at the beginning or did it just happen that 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 ended up as the, as the budget? No, well, that's where my budget started and stopped. Actually, that was like the extent of which I could, I could do because that's all my bank account said. And I was not going to overdraft anything for RuPaul's Drag Race. I wasn't going to go into debt. 
for this particular show. So I wasn't going to spend all my last. You know what I'm saying? I'm a smart queen. I'm very mm-hmm. frugal. I'm very crafty. So anything that I need, I know that I was capable of being able to make myself. Mm-hmm. And yes, I did only spend $600. Um, of course, like my hair and stuff was all just like little pieces, like shake and go pieces that I found at the beauty supply. So there's nothing wrong with, you know, buying a shake and go piece, especially if you're able to sell it. It's not about mm-hmm. how much you spend. It's about what you're able to accomplish and how you're able to sell it. Mm-hmm. And I think with me making all of my garments myself, it kind of showed in the way that I sold my garments because I was selling them authentically from the inside out. I was wearing the garment. The garment was not wearing mm-hmm. me. Exactly. Oh, wow. It was a wonderful showcase for you. I think you did so well on the runway and beyond. So I just have to say mm-hmm. again, hats off to you. It was a really incredible showcase for you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I really want Raja to do a one woman show called Gown in 60 Seconds. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Okay. And you can just like recreate all of your looks in segments set to music. <sighs> I'll produce it. <laughs> yeah. Or I was going to say, just charge okay. $600 for happen, one girl. ticket and the show is only 60 seconds long and you sew a dress. People would pay $600 just for that alone. Yeah. <laughs> there you yeah. go, Raja. Your next tour. <laughs> I like the way you think. I like the way y'all are thinking. I like the way I like it. Give me an hour. Ginger would be such a good producer, though. <laughs> she would be such a good producer. You would, Ginger. I would let her produce a show for me. Well, come on. Let's do it. Yes, mm-hmm. honey. She's the cult leader. She's future president. <laughs> She's... <laughs> this is where it all started right here with Stage Ginger. mother extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Ginger, I do want to talk to you about episode two because that was an episode that had a lot of people talking. Um, I mean, a lot of people were surprised when you voted for Jiggly to leave. I know how good of friends you guys are. And in my exit interview with her, uh, <laughs> Jiggly was joking and she said that you now owe her a trip to Disney because you voted for her. So... <laughs> I'm wondering, did that trip happen or is it scheduled to happen in the future? Well, that trip has happened many times in the past. <laughs> I take her every year. We go to the big Disney mm-hmm. Halloween bash. Um, but yeah, I promised her. I was like, as soon as we're able to, I will bring you back to Orlando and I'll take you back to Disney and let you get candy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> but, okay. but Ginger told all of us that. <laughs> she told us all we was going to Disney. I I tell you, and we have a group message, and I tell everybody all the time, come down to Orlando. I have an extra room. I'll take you to Disney Mm -hmm. and Gatorland. She is the Disney queen. Everybody, do you you owe everybody on this podcast a trip to Disney? You owe me a trip to Disney now. I don't owe nobody shit, but I would love to invite all of my friends, including you, Joey. We'll all go. Atta girl. Atta girl. I love that. I love that. Okay. Oh, I always feel like family when I'm talking to you guys. Thank you. Um, now, when um, I do, you know, that decision, it did seem like it was a tough decision for you because I know the relationship mm-hmm. between you is is very close and it's been, you know, you've, you've forged this relationship over many years. So what were your initial conversations like with Jiggly after filming had ended about that moment they were um back to what they always were i mean she completely understood where i was coming from i had full faith in her as my friend and as like an honest competitor who really wanted to be her best i knew that she would have done the same exact thing to me if i deserved it so i felt sad that i had to do it but i didn't feel bad about doing it because it was the right decision to make Mm-hmm. And I tried to do that. You know, I know that every decision, every single one of us makes upsets somebody 
in the fan base is upsets one of the girls or some of the girls. But I think this group, more than any, we tried to play it really, really honestly. And we tried to look at every little thing that went into it so that we weren't crushing somebody's dream for no reason. Right. Well, I mean, the strategy of voting this season, it did seem to align pretty quickly that you all did vote on track record for the most part. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering, Ginger, how did the way that this group settled on a voting strategy compare to the way it happened back on All-Stars 2? Was it a similar sort of coalescing around that or were there differences between how the group decided both times? Um, Well, I wasn't there very long for All-Stars 2. (laughs) But from the time that I was in the room, you know, it was the first time that that had happened. It was the first time that was a twist. So we were kind of figuring it out on the fly as we went along. We didn't have years to think about how we would handle this. We just had minutes um so i think most of us for like for the most part we were trying to vote fairly kind of based on the judges critiques um but that's the thing it's a game and anybody can play it any way they want so even with our cast on all-star six you know we didn't oh hi there puppy Which is a puppy. A little dog guest now, yes. I'm sorry, I get distracted by puppies. Me too, me too. I'm glad you said it. I was going to say it. So cute. (laughs) Whose dog is that? Wait a minute. I know that's not Gizmo. I was going to say, did Kylie, did you just steal a dog from someone? (laughs) No, this this is my dog Gizmo's uh, baby Gus. So I got a new. I was about to say, what you do to my nephew? <laughs> is this an on-camera debut? Yes, That's so it cute. Is. Aww. <laughs> I feel very honored for this. So cute. Lovely little surprise. Oh, guys. So let's. Oh, but but yeah, anyway, oh no, just just to wrap that up. I mean, we never knew from from day to day how anybody else was going to choose to play the game because it is a game, and it's you know it's your your privilege and your whim, whatever you want to do with it. But it was really nice to see that everybody um, tried to be as fair as possible. Mm-hmm. Well, Silky did in... Okay, except for Yara. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yara... Okay, Yara said she was taking out the strongest competitor. She did say that. She did say that right at the very beginning. I was wondering if that put... That was actually going to be one of my questions, is when she... Because she said it in her confessional. And I'm wondering if she had said that out loud to anybody on set um, during filming and if that maybe put a target on her back. Because she did go relatively early. I don't remember her saying that in the room. I mean, I remember her saying that. I don't remember her saying that either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's okay. the thing. We never knew what she was saying yeah, because she, didn't give she was a- screaming in between. Say like, ah! Like, it was just mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> Raja, what were you going to okay. say? No, no, no. She didn't talk her strategy with us, but then once we had got that vote and it was like her and Trinity battling out who would go pick who to go home. <laughs> It was like, uh huh, we see what's going on. Especially mm-hmm. watching it back. It's like, mm, now we see what the mm-hmm. truth is. Yeah. Uh huh. You can say it wasn't, but it was. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we could all see that. It, it was a little apparent. Um, but I, I think it was interesting, too, when I interviewed Silky for her exit interview, she spoke up about being afraid to go up against the consensus because she felt like if you voted against the consensus that might have put a target on certain people's backs so to all of you 
Did you feel that way as well? Was there something that you all felt where you couldn't go against the consensus? And I'm not saying that that was like a rule, but I'm saying just like among the group, was there an understanding that you couldn't go against the consensus or that would make you vulnerable to a vote? I don't personally think so. I think what we had originally signed up to say was like, use your integrity to vote how you Mm -hmm. would like. Your integrity didn't have to line up with the decisions that the group had made. But... what that meant for us is like being able to vote how you wanted to and then like win, lose, or draw. If your person is still here that you voted for, still be able to stand up for your vote and say, girl, I voted for you because such a, such a, such a, such a. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't think, I don't think it was like any pressure to be like. Yeah, I think the expectation that we put out there was just like, whatever you choose, be brave enough to admit it and say why. And if you have a legitimate reason, we can't be mad. Um, But if you're doing it just to be shady, then obviously people would see you being shady and that might put a target on your back just because this game is about trust. It is about not necessarily alliances, but you want to be in a room full of people that you can trust and work with and that will, you know, have your back if you do well enough that you shouldn't be sent home when it's not your time. So there was like a trust in the room, I think, Mm -hmm. for the most part where we all did kind of trust each other to make the right decision. So it kind of got to a point where we were all making the same decision because we would discuss it and we would listen to each other's opinion, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's really clear. And it does come through for the most part when the votes happen that it's, you know, it is a group of people who know each other very well, but are also playing a game. And it's like, you have to make difficult decisions. And I think that a lot of people get unnecessary flack for making those, you know, difficult decisions that you have to make. So it's understandable. And I wish more people were more understanding of the choices that were made. And it was, it it was sort of heartbreaking to me, though, that Silky did feel like she had to sort of tone down her personality to not get hate from the fans and that she and Akira felt Mm -hmm. that they sort of had to vote for each other to avoid the fans wrath as they were saying in untucked. So Raja, can you speak to your experience with Silky after season 11? Cause I know you, you became very close and with Akira too, um, that might've led to Silky Mm -hmm. feeling that way. And if you were present, for that chat that they had and untucked together off to the side, what might you have said to them to maybe lift their spirits? You know what? I was actually pissed off at my sisters. I'm not going to even lie to you. I was like really pissed off that they came back into that room and had declared that the two of them were the official bottoms of that week. Because it was like, no girl, there are four people up for elimination. We, you know, and if it, of course, if it's two people against two other people, we can sway that vote. You know what I mean? So that, like, to me, was very much, um, it was frustrating. But, you know, but I also understand exactly where they were coming from because they did get the worst critique of the week. So for me, I felt like that just really speaks to Silky and Akira's character and the integrity as well to just be say, to say, you know what, today just really wasn't my week. So if you got to pick somebody, pick me. Yeah. You know, and we are sisters. We're strong enough to actually have those moments and to be able to, um, you know, vote for each other and not take it personal. Mm-hmm. You know, we all knew that we were coming into this game as sisters and we knew that we were going to leave as sisters yeah. and we weren't going to let this game divide us because this game is the one that actually brought us mm-hmm. together back in season 11. Um, so knowing all of the hate and all of the 
pressure that Silky was probably feeling and putting on herself to come back into that room because me and Silky were portrayed as the villains of our mm -hmm. season. So coming back, we both wanted to be ourselves and to like have fun. But you know, sometimes pulling up to that set and walking back into those four walls is very triggering. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Well, I know I had my moment when I pulled up on set, but then I had to talk myself back off the ledge. Like, girl, we got this. That was then. This is now. Let's move on, girl. Say your prayer. Cross <laughs> everything up. And let's wish for the best. Well, there was, I mean, a difference, I think, in that at least I could sense from my perspective. Of course, I'm not on the inside, but I think in watching how the fans reacted to both you and Silky this time, especially after the lip sync redemption episode, it, there was, um, uh, I think, a, a difference. And it was definitely a more positive reaction, mm -hmm. I think, from what I was observing. Um, so what was it like to, for you to watch somebody that you have grown so close to, like Silky, sort of get that, in some ways, redeeming narrative after that lip sync episode? Because I, I, I saw so many people showing a lot of support for her. So what did that feel like for you to see your sister get that kind of support after what she went through on season 11? It's so crazy because when we were there in the room, literally in real time, I was so proud of Silky for that particular... I'm almost about to start uh, tearing up just thinking about it because I was so proud of her because she had literally did what she needed yeah. to do. And that's all that she really wanted to do was redeem herself. And she wanted to come back and have a really good time. And I think once she actually got eliminated and had to come back and had to come and fight, it actually showed who she was as a person, as an entertainer. And it showed her heart and her determination and her love for the craft and the what we do as entertainers, which is entertainment first. Mm -hmm. So I was so proud. Of her. I'm still so proud of her. And it just like really warms my heart to know that she was able to redeem herself. And I feel like everybody on our cast was actually able to redeem yes. themselves in some way from their original season. Mm -hmm. So shout out to the story producers for letting us all have our moment to shine and showing us in a well-rounded, you know, perspective mm -hmm. as opposed to, oh, this is your villain. We don't like her. We're shading her. This is who we love. You know yeah. what I mean? That we've already seen in previous seasons. You all did an, an incredible job this season. I mean, I think particular praise goes to Eureka as well. I mean, for, you know, I think it was so lovely mm -hmm. watching you this season and the way that you also sort of were unafraid to confront I think the perception that a lot of people had of you with that, that the, um, the character challenge when you sort of took a villain mm -hmm. and embraced that and made something interesting and beautiful out of it. So I think you all did remarkable on this season. It really was the season of redemptions across the board. Um, mm -hmm. But I think also shortly after this, I, I want to go back to Jara very quickly. Because um, <laughs> epi episode four, I mean, Jara's exit, it was quite an exit uh, when she left and screamed, you know, believe you all. Um, so if you. what was the energy like in the room okay. when that happened? Were you all genuinely shocked by it or was it clear that it was a joke? It, it was not a joke. Uh, <laughs> it was not a joke. It was not. It was not clear that it was a joke. It was not clear. <laughs> not a joke, just a fact. Exactly. Uh -huh. Not a joke, just a fact. <laughs> she meant it, and she looked each one of us okay. dead in our eyes and said it. You, mm -hmm. you, you, you're okay. cool. You. <laughs> Wait, who was cool? Who was cool? No, one? nobody. It's it's uh, nobody. It's a reference. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Well, I, I genuinely thought it was a joke, but if it's not, okay, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to prod if it was not a joke. Um, I mean, there was. It might have been a joke. She tried to play it off as a joke, but it felt very serious in the yeah. moment. Mm -hmm. 
she put it in writing when she left as well. So I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. That was on yeah. the mirror Just too. Just in case yeah. we didn't hear it on stage, she said, "You know what? You're gonna have to read it to mm-hmm. me." I forgot about okay. that. That's the merch I want Jara to make, honey. Get me a shirt mm-hmm. with Jara on it with it just says, F- you all. <laughs> <laughs> I would wear it. Okay. Yes. Don't sashay away just yet. EW Binge Podcast will be back right after this. everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Well, let's go to on a lighter note, I think uh, after the lip sync on episode five, Ginger, uh, I have to ask, can we assume that you and Mayhem both eventually found your phones? Where did you <laughs> find the phones? Uh, mine was broken. I had to go get a new one. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, that was the most fun I think I've ever had lip syncing on Drag Race. So good. I've been such a huge fan of Mayhem for years, way before she was on Drag Race. Um, I, I remember like just going over to Mickey's and watching her and being so enthralled. And then I loved her on the show. And then to just like be able to lip sync against somebody who is very different but still kind of vibes with you in the same way it was fun it just felt like we were at the club having a good time Mm -hmm. and i think that's why um people really just kind of like embraced that lip sync so quickly it was just people it was fun and people had a good time watching it yes it was a whole performance you were vibing off each other Mm -hmm. it was a whole theater show in itself (laughs) it was so good i have to i have to you know ask did she get the cut of the winnings that she requested. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The connection's bad. I'm going to have to log off. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. I had to ask because she asked. I had to ask. <laughs> um, so, Kylie, I want to ask you about after this, um, we got to the Romerican Horror Story episode. Uh, it, it, so fabulous, your performance in this. Um, but it took a few beats, I think, to get there. So, what was there like an apprehension that you approached that challenge with and what and what got you to that point where you just let it all go and you gave us such an incredible performance what got you to that point kylie are you on the subway (laughs) well that's what's getting her to that point yeah she's taking the subway kylie we can't hear you i'm traveling fish Next stop, concourse B. Okay. Kylie, we can't hear you. Well, maybe I'll come back to you when you're off the subway and we'll ask that question again. Not today, say that. Not today. I was going to use that to segue into the next question to Eureka because you can't talk about American Horror Story now without talking about Eureka's Scream Queen role, which I was so (laughs) thrilled when I saw that. I literally screamed when I saw you post about that. Um, it's so good. You you went from doing you. 
so well in the American Horror Story Challenge to, you know, actual American Horror Story. So how did that come together? And, and I have to know, did you help put Evan Peters in drag or give him advice? Um, I did not put him in drag. He showed up like that, but I did give him some advice, more like loving advice. Cause you know, that's my baby. Um, I call her my drag daughter. Now we had a good time. Um, it was just amazing. I auditioned for it and, um, my manager came to me with it and I wasn't sure if I was going to get the part, but I got a call back on it, honey. And I just randomly got the gig. You know, it was really just a lucky thing. I had been auditioning for a lot of stuff and it just, one of them sticks sometimes girl. So honey, I'll crystal decanter <laughs> her debut. Um, the funnest part literally was getting killed on stage though, honey. I, I died in the room, American horror story. I died in American horror story. I hope I stay alive, though, honey. I'm trying to stay alive right now. Um, <laughs> because the Room American Horror Story wasn't my best episode, actually. Um, you know, they thought I was very one. No, I was afraid I might even be up for elimination, which luckily I wasn't. Um, so it was nice to do American Horror Story, and I felt like I got to redeem myself. Triggered. Um, because I love to act. I want people to take me as an actor and take it seriously as I do. It's one of my favorite things to do in the world. So I got to feel like I, you know, redeemed myself from the Room American Horror Story, to be honest. Um, yeah, but no, Evan Peters is amazing and so sexy, but also so sweet. Uh, and Frances, Miss Thing, she is an actress, bitch. Oh, yeah. Frances, oh my God. Mm-hmm. It was magic getting to just be in the same room and do lines with her. It was a dream come true. I'm not going to lie. I've you were doing lines with her? It. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, She's oh, a party oh, girl. Yeah. Don't get crazy. She's the sweetest lady in the world. Oh, man. Fracking, fracking. Well, what it, it, I also thought I could have sworn it looks like there's a very quick shot of Chad. Was Chad Michaels there? Yeah, Chad Michaels was there. She introduced um, Evan Peters' character, Patio Furniture, on stage. Okay. So she was actually the host of the show. Uh-huh. I was shocked they cut her right out. <laughs> I was like, wait, yeah. Me and her so- had like, I was planning on doing a viewing party with her and everything, uh, which I was too busy to go to, sadly. But yeah, she was there. She was actually really supportive for me, even. Uh-huh. Like, she was like, girl, you're doing it. I'm so proud of you. You know, she's like the original mama, honey, to uh-huh. all the girls. And she's, you know, over in San Diego and she takes care of all the girls. She's always watching out. But yeah, she was there. Cake Moss was there. She had a scene that was cut. Well, she basically announced him on stage, right? Oh, that's what Peters. Was cut. Okay. All right. And they just cut the whole. It was random. Mm-hmm. There was a few other queens there too in the background, like Cake Moss and then this other queen from downtown. I can't remember her name right now. Um, but there was a few. So we had a slew of queens there that day. Mm-hmm. It was really lovely to see all of it. And now that we have Kylie back, um, Kylie has, has, left, has left the subway. So we will go back to talking about Romerican Horror Story with Miss Kylie because um, you did so well on that challenge. Uh, but there was the part where Michelle came on stage and, and gave a little demonstration. So I'm wondering... Uh, if you were nervous to approach that scene and what finally pushed you over the top to, to, you know, give the great performance that you ended up giving? Um, well, no, to answer your question, I was absolutely not nervous. The only thing that made me nervous was when she kept stopping me and told me to start all over again, when I felt like I was given 110% of what I was supposed to be doing. It was very confusing to me, but you know, you never know what they're thinking. So, mm-hmm. girl, who are you telling? Yeah, <laughs> you never know what they're thinking. I was, I was so confused as to why are we stopping this? Because okay. I felt like I was doing a great job. It wasn't until I kept being asked to do it over again that made me feel like 
am I doing something wrong? Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's television. You you did that performance so right, though, in the end. I have to tell you, that is a great performance. And I think Snatch Game was also really great for you this season. Um, I want to know what changed. Did anything at all change in your approach um, to Snatch Game this season? Did you prepare differently? Yeah, I just had to. I did. I prepared differently. I had to. I had to think of everything uh, differently. I had to not make it seem so confusing to me. So I tried to simplify how I was going to go into it, and I looked at it more as a <clears throat> conversation, listen, and then mm. speak, versus make it this big monster that I have to uh, destroy because it destroyed me before. Um, and I think trying to use somebody who felt closer to who I really am as a person just just made it seem a lot less complicating. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ginger is amazing. And yes, we have great conversations already. So it was mm-hmm. just really uh, easy to <laughs> go back and forth with Ginger. Did anybody who has living Snatch Game characters ever hear from the celebrities that they played? So Kylie and Raja, did you hear from either Dolly or LaToya? I, I haven't heard but her people have reached out to me, like multiple people at work at Dollywood or family members. They've reached out to me. And um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Nice. I'm still waiting for uh, Latoya, Tito, Jermaine, or somebody to hit me up and say, hey, Reedy. <laughs> okay, somebody. Anybody, even Michael's ghost. I'm waiting for Michael's ghost to just pop up for just say. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, Eureka and Ginger, did we have any ghostly encounters of, of, of good tidings from Snatch Game? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I I did. I get divine I get divine ghost encounters all the time. I swear to God. I'm so connected to her. Girl, well, Phyllis oh, really? Diller looked like a, like a scary ghoul before she even died. So I'd be scared if she popped up. Living uh-huh. or dead. Okay. Oh wait, can can I get one thing? Can you give me the laugh, Raja? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Make that my ringtone. It's so great. It is so great. Bitch. You know, it's funny because, you know, I was the first one, I was the only one of our group that had never done Snatch Game before. So I told myself, girl, you got to go mm-hmm. in there and just have fun. And, you know, of course, Mother had gave me some notes. So, of course, I took my notes. Okay. You did. Mm-hmm. You really took the notes and ran with them, and you did so yeah. well. I have to say that screen grab of your face, where it's just like looking completely shocked, as Latoya. I had that uh-huh. saved on my desktop uh-huh. for weeks. It was so <laughs> good. Oh, bitch! Oh, yeah, I have, yeah. I, have, I look at that picture when I'm feeling down. I always go back to it, and I, <laughs> I do too. Smile. Yes, I love it. Um, Eureka, I, I want to ask you, it, it was very touching and sweet to see how touched you were by the affection that you received from Trinity on the set. It was a really nice relationship to watch blossom between you two. Uh, but you know, I asked you this on your first elimination interview. I have to ask again, we're just keeping tabs mm-hmm. post-show romance rumors. Can we put that to bed? Can we confirm what is going on? Um, no, 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 there's not going to be no relationship there, honey. Um, <laughs> You know, we really connected. It was amazing. You know, and you gain these special relationships with people that are intimate, but not sexual. And I very much have that with Joshua, um, even before the show. And I think now more than ever, we're just really strong sisters. 
um, and we do our thing. But yeah, it was really sweet and it was necessary for me because I was so vulnerable and um, I had, I was also coming out of a bad relationship. Um, there was a lot of a- elements and plus we're there and we're secluded and we're lonely as much as there's people in the room, you know, we're lonely. So those mm-hmm. moments that he made me feel sexy or um, wanted or appreciated in a different way than just my drag. It's so confident boosting for us queens to have those things in our life outside of just the performance. So it was really important and special to me. So it was hard for me to even let Trinity go in the end, Yeah, you know, but it was the only, like Ginger was saying, it was the only right decision to make looking at the, the track record. It was like, I didn't want to send Trinity home. My heart didn't, my love didn't, but I couldn't send anyone else home over her. Cause that's what we had been playing. And she had, was the, Weakest of the track records. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I know you didn't ask that part too, but I just felt no. like reiterating. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's totally okay. No. I think it's very important to clarify. Um, that's because that's definitely something that people are are wondering as well. Kylie and Ginger, I I don't if I th- I think if I went back and counted correctly, both of you, neither one of you got a vote the entire season. How no. did you manage that? <laughs> Um, I mean, you just, you do your best and you put your faith in your sisters. I mean, it's what Eureka was saying earlier about you just, you have to trust other people to see the hard work that you've put in. Yeah, true. I I feel the same way. Well, they were also in the bottom with multiple people. That's true. Okay. Mm -hmm. The answer I was looking for was I paid them off. (laughs) (laughs) There was no under... Regardless, no one picked us, so... It doesn't matter how many people were in the bottom. None of my bottoms, I feel, were justified. So, Well, it does matter because, like, you know, when you say like that, well, I was only in the bottom, like, once, and I got picked because, you know, it was me up against one other person. You know what I mean? Well, and I win, I win bitch, because I win because y'all sent my ass all the way to the house. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I still came back, bitch, okay? And you came back on that. Okay. Hello. Uh, y'all couldn't get rid of me, oh girl. God. You tried it. I said, uh uh-uh. uh. No, man. <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to start a war. I can't start a war with the top four. No. <laughs> sorry, oh, no. No, no. Um, girl. Well, let's go, Raja. I want to ask you then about something that happened very shortly after this. There was the, the boom clap lip sync. Um, I think Cameron did not look thrilled about the perform- her performance. How did you feel about the performance mm-hmm. overall of that lip sync? Where, did you feel okay about it? Or was that also like a strange moment for you? Well, to watch it back, I was like, I was a little bit nervous to watch it uh, because I knew what I was given in the moment. Uh, and I knew that it wasn't impressive. <laughs> so I wasn't really expecting mm-hmm. it to be like one of those drop dead, you know, this is like Raja's standout moment. No, I yeah. knew I was not prepared. I didn't actually think that I was going to win that particular challenge. Mm-hmm. So it all came as a shock to me. So I didn't actually like prepare and learn the song all the way. I thought it was going to be somebody else's win. So that just like reminded me, girl, you better stay ready for whatever Mm -hmm. they throw at you. Uh, And don't get too comfortable thinking or Mm -hmm. always believe in yourself. Yeah. And also to believe in myself too, because I wasn't thinking that I was going to win. So like me winning that particular challenge was an absolute shock. And then having to perform that song, especially in front of Charlie XX, I really wish I had prepared a little bit more because Mm -hmm. I know how dynamic of a performer that I am. So that wasn't my best. And I do apologize to Charlie, Uh, but you know, that's the way it happens. 
Speaking of the unexpected, I mean, the lip sync SmackDown, the game within a game, I just, I think it's one of the best things the show has ever done. It was such a good episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, So outside of Eureka, I'll ask this to the, to the three that are here that are not Eureka. What did you, when you found out what the other Queens were going to be doing, what was your reaction? And Eureka, we'll talk about actually performing in it later. Uh, You want to, you want to take it Raja? Well, I didn't mind. Uh, I didn't mind that they had to lip sync. I just was okay with like chilling in the back, having an actual cocktail and watching (laughs) them do their thing because we weren't really involved in that at all. So it was a moment for us to actually, we had been in drag all day. So they were like, we still got no set. Okay. But here goes some cocktails. Oh, okay. And you get to watch the show. Oh, okay. I was waiting for you to go, oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) I think there was that initial shock um, because we were literally like, we were all just kind of like huddled together in the trailer, not knowing what was going on for a while. And we were like, it's so late. We're so tired. We've done so much today. What's happening. And then we walk in and think we're like wrapping up and about to get out of drag. And they go, Oh no, there's somebody that's going to come back. And now you're going to sit down and watch this entire competition. So I think the initial reaction right. was very like, Oh my God. Now, now mm-hmm. of all times when I'm oh not in the mood. Oh my God. Okay. Exactly. Go. <laughs> oh my God. But then it started and we all just kind of fell into like, Oh, this is, this is what we've been missing in our life. It's like a drag show. We're front row for this great drag mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. We were trying to tip them mm-hmm. <laughs> through the screen. Like okay. it turned okay. into such a good experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, throwing pillows, throwing shoes, throwing drinks. I remember walking into the room and there were 15 cameras all like in a half circle. They were like, what the heck is going on? And then there was a big bottle of alcohol. We were like, okay, whatever's <laughs> happening, it'll be okay. <laughs> and the liquor, I'm sure, made it go down a lot smoother after you were witnessing what was what Indeed. was happening. Now, Eureka, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, Silky had had won so many in a row. She faces you in the end. Uh, you know, was that so? That was like immediately after you were eliminated. Like you went back to do that against Silky. Yeah, wow. yeah. It was it was very much immediate. Um, it was hard because honestly, I had kind of given up at that point. I didn't, it didn't really show you all or the viewers as much, but I was kind of like at my wit's end of like feeling like a bridesmaid, never a bride and really kind of down on myself. So when I went out for the lip sync to begin with, that's why I took my mom's life alert. Cause I was like, I need some extra love, some mm-hmm. extra light and some life from you. But also just to know what the direction is. I felt like, is this my time to go? Should I like flop it? Was it, you know, all those thoughts are going through your mind when you walk out there. And then when I saw it with Silky, it was a little harder just because Silky's my big girl sister. You know what I mean? Like, I know what it's like to not be perceived by the fans well because your personality or because or because they're fat phobic, to be honest, um, and can't handle your fierceness. That's how I feel about it. And, um, you know, so my heart was it was really hard for me because it's like I wanted Silky to be able to stay, too. So I just remember asking God being like, "Okay, mom, God, I need to know if I win this lip sync, then it's my journey. If not, I'm okay." You know, and I couldn't at that point give up on myself or Silky and be like, okay, so if you just take it and then give her an opportunity that she wouldn't have felt comfortable with either. So it's like, you got to, you got to give your all out of respect for also your sister you're performing with, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, um, Mm -hmm. It was incredible to be out there with her. It broke my heart. Honestly, even watching it later, when I was watching the episode, I was hyped up for Silky so bad. I thought she was going to beat my ass on TV. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I forgot I won for a second. 
<laughs> and so I was like, she's about to beat me too. And I'm like yeah. watching it. And like, you know, I was rooting for her too. And then when she didn't win, I was kind of bummed even then. I was mm-hmm. like, girl, you know, because it's hard not to love her. She's incredible. I'm just so glad that the world's getting to see the silky. We all know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Loved that redemption for her. Uh, mm-hmm. Raja, I want to talk to you about Akira because you are so close with her. I mean, she didn't participate in this episode. Uh, so the first time that you spoke with her about that after the show, I mean, what were your conversations like? Um, and do you understand her, her, the reasoning for, for not wanting to? Oh, I absolutely. Under- I absolutely understood her reasoning for not wanting to participate. I think at that point, Akira was already feeling some type of way. And, you know, she actually left out. The one thing that we all said when she actually got eliminated is that she left out the queen. So it was amazing. Well, it wasn't amazing, but it was like I understood that, you know, she probably was not going to come back. And when they told us, when we found out that she wasn't coming back, I was like, oh, I already knew she wasn't coming back. You got it. it wasn't really yeah. a shock to me. And then to um, actually like talk to her afterwards and hear her perspective, it was like, oh, girl, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we didn't, we didn't discuss too much about the show after the show. Mm-hmm. We was always moving on to the next and like <laughs> where we yeah. eating it. Okay. <laughs> where to trade it. Where to trade it. The real yeah. trade. Okay. <laughs> well, Raja and Kylie on the finale, uh, the This Is Our Country shoot, Somebody pointed out on Twitter that Raja, it looks like you are wearing one of Kylie's outfits from a few years ago. What is the story there? I really wanted her to wear it because it was, uh, you know, it was a Miley Cyrus costume and it was a, it was country theme. And I was like, oh my God, this would be perfect for this because it's, you know, like a country outfit. Mm. Like, it's a look on you. And she, I mean, I don't know. I thought it would look great on her. Thank you, girl. It did. You ain't got to apologize. It did. It looks great <laughs> on me, girl. We made some magic happen. Okay, we did it for our country. Okay, we was representing our red, white, and blue. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was great. The left side was over there killing it in our red, white, and blue. Ooh, ooh, that You know, Joey, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. thing is there was a lot of sister camaraderie. Like, even me and Ginger traded wigs at one point. You I was going to say, who else traded like, stuff? Yeah, I mean, it's and that's what was so cool about this cast. We were just there to help each other at the end of the day. We all wanted to be fierce, but we really tried to have each other's back. Mm-hmm. We were also in the middle of the pandemic. Like, there was a lot of love in the room. Well, and I think that was like the biggest thing going into this season. Why I think it feels so special is because, you know, we needed this as much as the rest of the world. We needed like to be close to people. We needed to do drag. We needed to Mm -hmm. entertain. We needed to hug each other. And we hadn't been able to do that for so long. You know, everything was like this. It was on a screen, you know, from tits up. And it was so comforting to walk into that environment and see all these people that you love so much and just to be able to to talk to them and perform with them and have such a good time that nobody you didn't want anybody else to leave and you didn't want to leave as well because you wanted it to last forever mm-hmm. and so yeah. it felt very competitive but never cutthroat yeah yeah and even mm-hmm. off screen because like you know the thing is is you all saw my relationship with Trinity, but people didn't get to see the relationship i cultivated with raja which was at the hotel every night we would just mm-hmm. have a moment where we would just hug each other and be like it's okay we're doing mm-hmm. it i love you sis good night get sleep tonight don't be in your head don't be mm-hmm. anxious 
you know, like the lyrics she put in her, mm-hmm. her verse was literally what she would say to me in the hotel, honey, oh. feel your feelings and then throw it away, girl. You got this. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we had a lot okay. of that. Uh, Kylie saying, don't stay in that place. Kylie saying, mm-hmm. don't get out of there. You know, she'll mm-hmm. walk around. It wouldn't even be like a full conversation. It would just be like a, I see you, girl. Get up out of there. Yeah. And just walk mm-hmm. out. You know, so it's like we all held each other down in that regard, which is super special. Um, yeah. And I think it was because, mm-hmm. like I said, we had already just been at the house, isolated from other people. So to be in an environment where we, like the safest place we could have ever been at the mm-hmm. time, even though the mm-hmm. world around us was burning up, you know, there was, <laughs> there was a whole bunch of stuff going on in LA yeah. when we filmed earthquakes. Mm-hmm. So it was like we were still in the safest place mm-hmm. that we could have been and we had each other and we were able to rely on each other and actually like trust each other regardless as to it being a competition. Yeah. And I think that's why we're all still close now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was afraid I wasn't ever going to get to perform again. So I wanted to take the opportunity and make the most of it and have a good time. And uh, not let me get me down because I knew that whatever happened in that moment once it gets on TV it's going to last forever so I want to make sure that I just had a great time being part mm-hmm. now also on this finale episode we saw a side of Ginger that uh, we all love to see <laughs> when Ginger is on hands and knees doing that sexy choreography that is wonderful Ginger how did it feel doing that that was and have you since incorporated these sexy things into your routines well sometimes I just think of Jamal and it happens naturally Ah, Uh, oh my gosh absolutely no um ginger you know i've always wanted to be sexy i i've always wanted to feel sexy who doesn't in the world but i i never outside of like the bedroom i have never felt like i was sexy and um it, it was like one of those moments where I was trying to process it in my head. Like, how do I make this funny so that I can make it accessible? And then when the girls, we were talking about it, they didn't show this, but they were trying so hard in the workroom afterwards to like, get me to do this stuff. (laughs) And they finally were like, Eureka goes, you are so sexy. Like, just do it. Just, just be it. And then if something clicked and it changed and I felt it and like, I still feel it. And and when I was watching it back, I think, that if we hadn't had that uh, that experience in the workroom, I probably would have been scared for that moment. But I was excited mm-hmm. to see it. Mm-hmm. I, I I loved okay. it. I thought I looked great. Mm-hmm. You looked really sexy. You Thank did. You. You, yes. looked, you looked mm-hmm. really good. But Jamal looked even better, baby. Ooh. Girl. Ah, Jamal was over there. Oh my all God. Right. Consensual. Consensual. Yeah. Well, Kylie... I, let, I want you to walk me through the, you had a lot of big moments on the finale of course I mean the crowning it's so well deserved I mean you you, you know so many people have been watching you for so many years on the show it was really lovely to see you take the crown uh, but you did have the moment on the main stage during the lip sync uh, that you told me in your winter interview it was completely unplanned the the somersault the tumble it was just such an amazing moment um, but walk me through <laughs> I know I know right um, but what was going through your mind in that moment as soon as you felt yourself start to fall and then transitioned it into the sum result I felt my whole life flash before my eyes when that happened it was like 
it was like everything went in slow motion and I was like I was just thinking to myself as I was slipping, it's so weird. It was like an outer body experience and everything literally went in slow motion. It was like a just like that. And I was like, wow, I did all that hard work and I'm so proud of myself. And here I am at the very last thing I have to do, which is probably the most fun and free. And, so, I'm, yeah, and I'm slipping not, right yeah, now, and I just know I'm about to hit my yeah. face on the ground. Just something close and just like roll, compose, you know, sell it. Don't, mm-hmm. don't let it get you down. Yeah. Girl, all them years wow. of practicing your cat woman had paid off. Okay. <laughs> and them cat like reflexes had came <laughs> Okay. They sure cool. did. It was so weird how everything went into slow motion, but when you watch it, it was so fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, that's they slowed it down too, so we can see it. <laughs> they didn't slow it down. <laughs> well, they slowed it down for TV. I remember you coming off from backstage being like, oh, bitch, I fail. And I didn't know what you meant. Okay. So, like, honestly, getting to see it back, I was like, bitch, you, you fucking failed, but you did it right. You did it right, honey. Okay. Well, Rasha, your, your reaction yeah. to that moment in the, in the finale viewing party is so great. You just are like, okay. <laughs> um, what was running through your mind watching that? Because I assume that you didn't know that that's how it played out. Well, of course, Kylie had already told us that she had failed, so it was kind of like when I seen it, and then I saw that it was actually like a fall, like she had recovered. It was like, okay, well, there you go. There you go. You did what needed to be done, bitch. Well, yeah, okay. like, like Eureka was saying, like I re- we didn't get to watch each other perform, so whenever right. she came backstage, she was like, I fell, I fell. And in our minds, it immediately goes to like, oh, my gosh, she fell. And then we get on the little golf carts to go back to the workroom and the camera crew is like, nice save. <laughs> so it's so weird oh, how, yeah. how we as people, like as entertainers, we're like hypercritical of ourselves more than anybody else ever mm-hmm. could be. So we, um, our mind immediately goes to like, oh, I have ruined everything. Meanwhile, everybody around you is like, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a great moment. I think that it's just, I want to make sure I, I, I talk to you about this because I've been following on your Instagram this week and you sort of responding to the things that people have been saying, which are just, you don't deserve that. And it's, it's disappointing to see, but I'm wondering, especially given the other pushback that we saw against someone like Victoria Scone after Drag Race UK three cast was announced and people saying that, you know, women don't have a place in drag. I mean, I'm just wondering how you respond to that. And, um, you know, especially given that you are the reigning queen now. There would be no drag without women. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Most of it's dedicated to women. You know, it's a celebration of women and femininity. So, I mean, why? I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's, it's a lot of young people who only uh, know about the art form through watching television. They've never, like, really experienced what it was like before mm-hmm. it became popular. Um, so they don't understand. And it's just really frustrating trying to explain to people mm-hmm. that this isn't new. This isn't like something that just happened overnight. This is something that's been here for mm-hmm. decades, you know, and I don't know. It's a, and some of the best that I've ever seen came from trans women. And it's what inspired me to 
do what I do. Um, it's okay. Sorry. Yeah. It's just really frustrating uh, talking to a generation that, you know, have no idea because it was all underground. There's not a lot of, uh, I mean, you would have to be there, you know? It's one of those things you would have to be there. And even if you do tell them what what's the tea, they they still think that you're wrong. And it's, it's, just, it's just so mm-hmm. it's just annoying, honestly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, honestly, Kylie, I give it up to you, sister, because mm-hmm. you're just a visible, amazing, incredible mm-hmm. trans woman. But first and foremost, you're just a woman. And you are a drag queen, and you're a winner, baby. So <laughs> right they can't there. take that away, Mama. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Nobody can take that away. But I don't want people to think like it's like right. this new yeah. thing that just happened. It's like no, it's in here. It's 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 it's, it's getting its mm-hmm. time to mm-hmm. shine. Um, so yeah. But the people who don't know about it. Their opinion doesn't really matter, I feel, and, and right. until they learn. Like the people who do already know that history and that that part of the drag community, they already embrace it. And that's who we do it for, you know? And eventually yeah. everybody else will learn and they'll come around or they'll fall off. You're either a fan of drag or you're a fan of drag race. And they're, they're two very different things. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, it, was, it was really cool to uh, go to mm-hmm. Continental. Um, this year, right after the win of Drag Race, and the the, the Continental family were so supportive of the Drag Race mm-hmm. girls that were there, and it was just it was amazing. Honestly, I don't know what that has to do with anything. It was a good time, <laughs> but it it just was really nice because usually, yeah, especially in the drag in the drag pageant world, a lot of pageants kind of look down on girls because they don't really represent a side of drag that the pageant world is used to. Um, but I think I don't know, something, something about this just made me feel really uh, validated within my community. Uh, and I think we all felt that. Uh, mm-hmm. Raja and you were uh, you know, we were there mm-hmm. for uh, okay, Trinity yeah. and Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And was there too. It was really, it was, it was gorge. And Ginger was there in spirit because she was like, "I wish I was there." Mm-hmm. You stupid uh, I was like, "Eureka, FaceTime me right now. I have to see the gown. Come on, FaceTime me." I was stuck in P Town for six weeks. Oh no, well, stuck. I mean, it was in P Town for yeah, six weeks. But I never miss Miss Continental Plus. I never miss it for like. Well, that was the pageant system. Yeah, you used to do that pageant system. I did. I Wasn't lost that, that one too. You? <laughs> yes. Ah, okay. I was Man. a beautiful top three for that six years in a row. Um, but I, lo- I just think it's so glamorous and so beautiful. And um, I, I, I was so sad that this year in particular, I couldn't go because I couldn't literally get out of P town and back in time to do my show, especially since yeah. all my sisters were there. Mm-hmm. I, I really mm-hmm. felt like I was missing out. So I was FaceTiming all of them. Pick up your phone, girl, pick it up. <laughs> What do you think is the most personally redeeming or personally validating thing that all of you walk away from All Star Six with? 
Well, I mean, I think everybody who has grown up like looking up to RuPaul would kill for her to acknowledge you, much less to say like you are a superstar and to have her, you know, face to face tell me you're one of the biggest stars that's ever come out of the show. And I'm so proud of everything that you do. Like that was validating. And in that moment, it was like, that's when it really like switched to my head. I was like, oh whether I get the crown or not, I feel like such a winner because of this. I feel like this is what I needed to like continue to accomplish the things I've already set out to do. So um, I think that was probably like my favorite moment. The most validating part of my journey on all parts was that I accomplished everything that I set out to accomplish when I originally signed up to do drag race all stars. I wanted to come back and have fun. I wanted to come back and be myself. I wanted to come back and really enjoy my time in the room. And I think I did that. And by doing so and keeping my head clear and being a positive light in the room, it just allowed me to flourish. And I'm glad now the fan base also gets to see who I am as a person and as a queen um, and that they have rediscovered who I am and are now like starting to remember that we're, we can't be so quick to judge and count discount people mm-hmm. count people out um you know a lot of times in life we write people off at the first sign of um disagreement or something that we don't like but you know in real life there are no villains there are just people going through bad situations or going through a tough time and mm-hmm. um with a reality tv a lot of times we get shown in polarizing light as opposed to a humanizing light. so i'm glad that we were able to be seen in like in a human light, um, fully realized, very dynamic as a top four, as a cast. Um, and personally for me, for my journey, I was excited that I was able to be seen because on season 11, that's what they kept seeing is we couldn't see you. We didn't get you. So to know that I was there and I showed up to every episode, to every assignment and I was there and I did the damn thing. I was so excited. (laughs) You were very seen, Raja. You were very seen. Um, Thank you. And her. Yes. Oh my God, her around the world. (laughs) Mine is similar. It's just being seen for me um, and who I am authentically. You know, something I learned is instead of trying to be what other people want you to be or what's going to make them like me, um, just be myself and authentically and people will like me naturally because when I'm not doing that, it can come across very negative and it can also make me go through it negatively because I'm not enjoying what I'm doing and I'm not being authentic to me. So I was able to do that this season and show my growth and um, represent my mom. That was very important to me Mm, in the light and be the person that she raised me to be and let people Mm. see a piece of her Um, and to work with these amazing ladies. Honestly, um, it was just incredible. And the friendships and the love that I feel, it was nice. And thank you, Joey. And honestly, working with you and getting to do this again, it's just put another fire under my ass to keep working. Sometimes it's hard to keep moving. And things like this validate us and remind us this is what we're born to do. And it's okay Mm -hmm. to love it so much and to put so much of our life into it because these rewards are what we get in the end, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Very well said, Eureka. Now, Kylie, I think um, if you want to say something as well, your most validating thing from the season, we'll end with that. It was like Mm -hmm. a fairy tale to myself, you know, and um, Mm -hmm. I'm really proud of me. And I feel validated not only as a human but as a performer and just that love is literally the most important thing in this world. Mm-hmm. And that's what got me through through it. And 
to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, more power to all of you. I, again, I love talking with all of you. I love, you know, seeing what you guys are up mm-hmm. to. I'm so, I know it sounds sometimes condescending for people to say like, oh, I'm so proud of you. But no, genuinely, like, I think you, you are all making everybody very, very proud with all thank of the you. excellence that you show on a daily basis. So thank you so much for sharing your time with me and for the rest of the world, um, your talent, sharing the talent with the world. Uh, you guys are wonderful. So thank you so much for an amazing season and for being with me on the podcast today. Thank you for having thank us. You. Go, go follow us and learn about everything that we're doing. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, here we go, Hera. If you're in the UK, come drop it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to gingermingeonline.com, not gingerminge.com, because that's porn. And it is all. <laughs> It's also me. That is also me. But (laughs) Ginger Minge Online has all of my info. Fierce, 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 fierce. Weather, fierce, ooh, fierce. This weather, ooh, this weather, fierce. This weather, cloudy weather, ooh, fierce. This weather, ooh, this weather, fierce. This weather, cloudy weather, ooh.